Hey budding lawyers welcome to the podcast today we are going to have a chat with advocate Shireen Meghe Ms Shireen completed her LLB from Symbiosis Law School then she did her masters in public international law specializing in international criminal law from Leiden University Netherlands she is currently working as an advocate in Bombay High Court Nagpur bench hi Shireen hi thank you for having me it's great to have you So firstly uh, congratulations on completing your masters of course and uh, so you did your masters in public international law from Netherlands if i'm not wrong uh, the international court of justice is also based in Netherlands uh, so was this the main reason you chose to do your masters from there um yes and not only icj as you know the hague in the netherlands is home to several international uh, courts including the international criminal court the international residual mechanism of criminal tribunals uh, the special court for sierra leone uh, the special tribunal for lebanon i can keep going on so that, therefore it's known as the international city of peace and justice so obviously it was one of the reasons i decided uh, to go to the netherlands and also because i was very sure i wanted to do my llm in international criminal law and leiden university is one of the very few universities which has a specialized program uh, in international criminal law so of course coupled with the fact that i would be able to uh, be near all these international courts and do the course that i really want to uh, is the reason i chose uh, leiden university specifically in the netherlands okay uh, how how is this llm program there in leiden uh, compared to other similar u- universities and are there any specific universities one must target for studying international law um so leiden offers this program called the advanced masters in public international law this uh, allows you to do specializations and you can do a specialization in international criminal law like i did or peace justice and development or dispute uh, settlement and arbitration so i think there is a wide variety of things to choose from and you don't have to choose your specialization until your second semester so you also have a lot of time to understand and explore while you're in the program okay. also uh, there is this really um, i don't know if all of universities provide that but i found this out about leiden when i was studying there and i thought it was very interesting that you could choose any subject from any other course in leiden university as a, your elective so you can not only do your specialization in your chosen subject like icl for example i could mm-hmm. also choose to study um international arbitration as my elective it will obviously be extra coursework but it's a great learning opportunity if you're up for it um i think that is very uh, interesting plus i found uh, personally found the program at leiden very focused on practical stuff also which i think is very important if you are looking to enter a job market after this like of course uh, people either get into academia after their llm and want to pursue a phd and get into the academic life and some people would probably want to start practice or work in an ngo so they had a dual focus in this program which i thought was very interesting and allowed us to have our own space so i i really uh, like the program because of those reasons especially okay so you said that you can choose any other subject as an elective too 
so was this limited to a subject related to law or you can choose some other subject too because i have heard in many universities for example i think in bits pilani india uh, people who are engineers engineering that you're studying engineering they can choose some subject from arts background say economics or something like that so was that uh, in the, uh, there in leiden or no i think this is limited to leiden law school the whole okay um, okay okay elective choosing thing Hmm. but there are so many different uh, llms that leiden has already like air and space law or uh, competition international competition law commercial law so there is a lot to choose from there is also i think a specialized program for child rights law hmm. so you know there is a really already so many to choose from um, but i i'm not sure if you can choose from any other stream if you can maybe <laughs> it's possible but i i i really am not the authority here yeah okay even if that is the case that that is a great opportunity because uh, these subjects are uh, many like we don't get exposed to such variety uh, in law school so air and space law many of yeah. them would hear it for the first time now listening to our podcast so that's yeah. that <laughs> right right yeah so true Okay. Uh, can you take us? Uh, can you tell us in short about the admission procedure there and the college life at Leiden, or in general about in in Netherlands? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So the admission procedure for the Netherlands in general. So for before you uh, apply to any university, the university asks you to uh, apply through this portal called StudyLink. all like everyone who is applying to any dutch university has to first uh, fill up this portal and put your very basic general information about you and mm-hmm. after this is done you also put the universities you are applying to in the netherlands so if you are okay. applying to university of amsterdam leiden university and maastricht university for example so you mm-hmm. put all of that and after that you are redirected after your study link application is done which is really basic it's not a meritorious application or anything it's just uh, to keep data i think so after that you are redirected to your universities wherever you are applying to so after that you start your actual procedure which is uh, giving your um, resume your statement of purpose your letters of recommendations whatever your uh, university has asked for so leiden basically asked for these three things from me two letters of recommendations and a statement of purpose and my resume and that's really all i, I had to do and after this is done they uh, may ask you for your uh, original like scan copies of your original documents your degrees etc etc and then they give you a final decision i think they start already giving decisions their decisions on admissions by february for their intake in fall so uh, yeah i think i already knew by march that i was going to go there um, in september hmm so pretty straightforward not uh, too much yeah. like confusing no not complicated at all and about the uh, student life in leiden or in the netherlands uh, it was great i cannot say what it is now because of the corona situation everywhere but uh, when i went which was in 2018 19 um i had a really good time my classmates were of various age group actually we the i think the average age of my class was 28 so i was 
one of the very young people in my class mm. we were like i think five or six people who were 23 24 everyone else was 28 32 or older but that did not make a difference because it was very interesting to get to know people in different stages of life doing this masters program so mm. either someone had 10 years of work experience and they were still doing this masters and there were people like me who had just graduated from college uh from law school and were doing this master so there was a lot of um, exchange of different ideas uh which i thought was really fantastic other than that i mean netherlands um is known for a lot of fun things you uh, everyone's riding a bicycle there i also rode a bicycle through all my stay in the netherlands um so yeah it was definitely a very fun experience overall Hmm. Okay, and Netherlands uh, especially famous a lot for Amsterdam and the party culture, I guess. So, did you visit there? Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I mean, Netherlands is a tiny country. So, from the Hague, it takes you forty minutes or so by train to get to Amsterdam. So, it's really not a big task to go hmm. to Amsterdam. So, yes, of course, we used to go to Amsterdam a lot. Uh, but Hague and Leiden are so Hague is still a big city, but Leiden. is a small town it's just like a village but not um okay. so like the the vibe of amsterdam versus leiden is very different if you want to experience um uh, sitting in small cafes and enjoying by the canals you go you just chill in leiden if you really want to go into the party scene you go to amsterdam so it's really what you're looking for it has everything okay so maybe uh, on your weekends most of the students would be heading over to amsterdam and stuff yeah so. yeah lots lots of that happening <laughs> mm. great um can you take us through your course like how was the teaching method there was it different from uh, how it is taught in india what were the subjects assignments co-curriculars etc yeah yeah of course so the teaching method was uh, it's called the socratic style of teaching i don't know if our uh, your listeners already know about it i will just explain in short for anyone who probably doesn't it basically um uh, supports di- dialogue between students and teachers a lot more than our law schools probably have prepared us so in my law school i don't know about other law schools but when i was studying in symbiosis we had the lecture method a professor would come give us a lecture a few question answers here and there and that's about it which was also good in a way i got to learn a lot i didn't have to listen to my other classmates speak i could just listen to the professor but i think it's uh, good to have the socratic method in the masters because the classmates of mine were already so accomplished and had so much different uh, kinds of knowledge that learning from them was already enriching so in socratic method the teacher would already give you all the reading materials that you had to read beforehand so everyone was on the same level of knowledge when we came to class regarding the material but mm. everyone comes with their own background brings something else with them you know from their own country uh, fr- from their own work experience and so and so so discussing the topic at hand you not only know the course material you also learn about their experience and and other perspectives which i thought was very very interesting 
and my class was very very international i think we had no dutch students so it was really only international uh, we had people from um, nigeria we had people from taiwan we had people from the us uk of course lots of other european countries singapore australia of course india uh, sri lanka so lots of people and lots of different perspectives which was very interesting and that's why i really enjoyed that kind of teaching in that level of education hmm. um in our assignments we did moot courts then um, i i remember in one of our subjects uh, which was called transitional justice we were supposed to role play different uh, organs of a conflict uh, conflict so in a conflict there are different parties maybe a rebel group maybe a government maybe government of another country so we were supposed to do peace negotiations between these parties to a conflict which i thought was very interesting and had a lot of practical practicality attached to it because you would expect people after this masters to go into ngos uh, work in ngos or other intergovernmental organizations where you would have to prepare for these kind of things so mm. i um, i remember representing the government of gambia in a peace negotiation um and yeah it was very interesting i think it was one of the most interesting uh, assignments we had and of course we had to write lots of papers as part of our assignments um but yeah it was uh, overall uh, good so you were also having moot courts but you also had this other uh, co curricular activity kind of where you negotiate so i think it was similar to mediation and stuff so what yeah. uh, uh, internships would you suggest if one want to focus on this as a career like he she wants to expand their experience in human rights law or international law in general yeah so i would say it depends on uh, the fact that if you already know if you want to go into practice uh, or in academic research or something so if you want to go uh, working in an ngo or uh, go into practice in international law human rights law then mm. i think you are already able to cater uh, to that uh by doing internships with uh, advocates uh, in domestic litigation basically or working in indian ngos that do similar legal work in human we have so many ngos in india that work on sexual harassment or uh, generally in human rights law that is definitely a very good place to start uh, if you want to go into research roles then you should uh, obviously look into uh research positions in in ngos but also any research uh, experience writing papers or presenting in conferences will be very useful in the future because all you really need to have to be in research roles in future is knowing how to properly research so knowing research methodology etc so now um, there are lots of ngos that you could start with then there is um, the international uh, indian institute of international law uh in new delhi that is very interesting um there is undp in india if you can get an internship which is very competitive uh, but if you can get in it's definitely a very good place to start of course you can also do uh, internships in international ngos and intergovernmental organizations uh, but as i said it is very competitive but if you can get in 
like why not it's definitely a very very good place to start and especially now with covid with most of the internships being remote you actually have the opportunity to be part of an international ngo in research roles or any other supporting roles to really build up your cv and resume which i did not have or many of us did not have before covid because generally all internships required you to move to another country and spend that much money and it is more difficult because most of these internships are unpaid which is a very uh, sad part of international law it is coming to light that uh, this is a huge problem and creating a huge gap in international law because lots of people from third world countries are unable to get to a place to even start their career because most of these internships are unpaid and it puts people in europe basically on a higher position because they either have to just move uh, 100 kilometers from their house which is not that uh, big of a difference for them but for us traveling thousands of kilometers to a different country to do an unpaid internship doesn't really sound plausible and right. there are very limited scholarships to pursue these also so because now everything is remote you can do all of this sitting right in your house so it definitely uh, benefits you uh, in this uh, situation true true so this is one our kind of opportunity which people can you know use uh, for their benefit um so how uh, the internships are one part an important part of course but one part but if one if you want to guide someone who is in law school to and he is interested to get make a career in international law how would you uh, guide him or her well first of all i would say learn a foreign language <laughs> that is i know must, yeah. i think it's yeah it, it's said enough but still people don't do it i did not do it i i did learn german but learn one of the official un languages german is not one of them learn spanish uh, french arabic mandarin russian any one of these or all of these <laughs> if you can <laughs> so the more languages you know it is definitely uh, better for you i am finally learning french now uh, finally getting to the level b1 but yeah the sooner you start the better you will be uh, and the better position you will be in uh, for any uh, job opportunities that come uh, forth for you uh, other than that do lots of mood courts write papers if you can um take a diploma or certificate courses in subjects that you think you like or if you want to know if you like you don't have to certainly love the subject to do a certificate course in certificate course is basically to get to know the subject a bit better you don't have to already know it and you will not be writing a phd in it after you do a certificate course it's no, just right. a it's just a little taste of the subject so to say so i i would suggest highly uh, taking this opportunity of uh, you know getting to stay at home to also do this uh, online certificate courses that are available on coursera also so many courses on coursera that uh, one can take benefit of um and in, coursera is free yeah uh, you can also have paid courses there but you can also have free uh, paid mm. uh, yeah free courses there so which is i mean you have to do nothing basically you know um in other times non corona times i would suggest um, 
if you have an exchange program in your law school go do it live abroad it is one of the best experiences you can have i did an exchange program when i was in law school i went to berlin school of economics and law for 6 months where i actually found out i love international law because there i really studied international law subjects from professors who were teaching it really well so yeah that is something i would highly recommend if you can do it subject to circumstances um also summer schools if you can if your university already does not provide you with uh, exchange programs you can still independently apply for summer schools through to any other university abroad to learn about uh, living abroad to learn about uh, studying internationally it may not be international law that you want to study it may be commercial law that you want to study but abroad but just staying abroad and living there and um getting to know how the life will be is definitely something uh, you should uh, do experience, if you are able yeah. to yeah yeah definitely an experience to have and of course ngos uh, and advocates and litigation internships that i already spoke about sure so i hope our students uh, get this uh, kind of map in their head how uh, they should plan to get into international law as a uh, you know as a lawyer practicing in international law yeah uh, you have also worked as a pro bono consultant at the global rights compliance uh, what was your work there and how was your overall experience there yeah so global rights compliance is basically a legal advisory firm uh they do lots of uh, different projects i was there when i started i started on the stanisich and simatovich trials defense team so global rights compliance managing partner wayne jordash is the lead counsel of the defense uh in that case which is going on currently at the uh, united nations international criminal tribunal for former yugoslavia it's in the hague also and this trial has been going for a really long time it's an appeal currently and we were representing uh, mr stanisic who is accused um, uh, along with mr simatovic in this case for war crimes and um, so we were defending uh, mr stanisic in this uh, trial and it, the trial is actually still going on and wayne jordash is still the lead counsel actually the final uh, closing arguments are starting on 12th of april if anyone is interested they can tune in and watch online on untv um so yeah i i was on the defense team when i started my internship it was as you can imagine an amazing experience to be on the defense team of an international case um i got to do evidence reviewing uh, research lots of legal research got to learn about the conflict in yugoslavia in lots of detail my team was very very good and very helpful uh, it was a very international team the team uh, the law firm is basically it's a british law firm but they are based in the hague currently because of the case so this case that they are working on is just one of the things that they work on Okay. So I worked on the case for uh, the first six months of my internship, uh, and it was very interesting. But a new project came on, and I was asked if I would like to continue working on this case, or I want to choose uh, to to move to this new project that they have. This new project was um, a capacity building project in the Gambia, 
so i chose to move on to this project because i wanted to experience as many different things as i can uh, in an internship so uh, in this project we the global rights compliance basically was tasked with uh, training the prosecutors in this west african country of gambia to uh, prosecute international crimes within their domestic legal system so of course we all know that international crimes are being prosecuted in all these international courts that we all know about but international crimes can also be prosecuted in your own domestic legal system if you just have the right statute and you know right jurisdiction for it so mm-hmm. obviously the country can create their own jurisdiction if they want to so gambia decided to do that so a little just a brief history of what was happening there to prosecute international crimes um for 22 years uh, gambia had a dictator who committed lots of international crimes allegedly lots of international crimes in gambia and the country now after coming out of that dictatorship and now a democratic country they wanted to prosecute him and everyone who uh, helped and uh, encouraged him to come uh, keep committing these crimes in the gambia and they wanted to prosecute him within their own country because the justice is felt the most when it is closest to home you know hmm. so they wanted to prosecute within gambia uh, but they did not have the knowledge or the expertise to conduct an international criminal prosecution within their country so global rights compliance was supposed to help these prosecutors in uh, doing the whole prosecution so we uh, helped them come up with a statute we had uh, we came up with a training guide we had um, training with them online training with them on how to prosecute international crimes it was a very very good experience for me i got to work on something so on the ground basically you know on field and uh, got to learn so much myself because if you want to train someone to prosecute international crimes obviously you can imagine that you also learn so much more about it um i had a wonderful team my supervisor who was the head of the project uh, was is also my mentor even now i have i made great connections through working uh, in this project not only with the people i was working with directly but also with people in the gambia that we were working with uh, people who run ngos in gambia who are working for the victims in gambia so uh, yeah it was definitely very very enriching as an experience i would say <laughs> a lot to learn uh, especially when you are involved in such uh, matters when you are interning or not as, yeah. when you are working as a lawyer okay yeah definitely <laughs> Okay over to our last question please share an incident from your career which is very memorable to you Yeah this is a, a, it was a crazy thing for me when it happened so i uh, as a person who is interested in international law would you know follow cases online or see proceedings online often and i kept seeing um, Wayne Jordash speaking uh, you know in events or to- leading cases and everything and i was really i was a fan girl i was like my god this lawyer is so eloquent and he speaks so well and he's so articulate um i was like I, I always admired him 
so when i applied to global rights compliance for my internship i did not even imagine i would get in because it's so competitive you go in with the more more you go in with the head that you probably won't get it so when i actually got accepted i was very nervous <laughs> and my first day of work i go into the office and i see wave sitting right there you know casually and i could not believe it because i had been seeing him for so long um in videos mm-hmm. <laughs> i could not believe he was sitting right there and he came up to me and he said hey shreel how are you welcome to grc uh, hope you enjoy your first day and i was just awestruck by that that this person that i have admired for so long is just standing here and talking to me in such a casual manner uh, but yeah it was definitely one of the most memorable memorable things that i have experienced in my life and also one of the very he is so humble all of these people that i worked with were so humble and down to earth i could not believe it and then not only did i get to meet him and get to know him i also um helped him uh, in the cases that he was arguing you know so it was definitely a very uh, good experience a very memorable at that mm nice uh, also in future we'll have some uh, videos where interns act advocate children's office will uh, give such experiences like oh my god i watched this video where advocate children was uh, inter- getting inter- interviewed and then i got an opportunity to intern in her office and it was so memorable <laughs> <laughs> so well, well after after few years 5 10 years maybe when advocate children will be an uh, known international lawyer <laughs> right hopefully <laughs> uh, yeah. thank you thank you that's very flattering hope so yeah. <laughs> yeah sure you will okay thanks children for this informative conversation and sharing your experience with us yeah but thank you for having me i really enjoyed this conversation and i just hope that even if one person uh, from all your audience takes up international law for further studies or career i think my job is done here <laughs> so thank you for doing this i am sure this is benefiting lots of people i only hope that something was like like this was already there when i was looking for things uh when i was interested in international law but i i'm so glad that you're doing this thank you thanks shri and uh i think she has made a very good point so please guys if you like this episode and if you feel that you uh, got some value out of this conversation then do share this episode with your friends uh with your uh, colleagues who who are searching for such information uh, which uh, which you think will help them so then do share this episode with them and also follow us here so that you don't miss out a new episode we are available on youtube and as well as on all other uh, podcast platforms where you get your podcast usually from like spotify google podcast apple podcast etc thank you